Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome, one and all, to this edition of Man on the Post podcast. I'm Colin, and with me today is Tom, Adam, Hello. Joe, and drum roll, please. It's the return of producer Ross. Hello. How are we all doing, guys? Ross, you first. You, you've been a little bit uh, absent, haven't you, from the podcast? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, yeah. Got a life-changing event, but yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Not as tired as I thought I'd be. People make this uh, baby stuff out to be tough. It's pretty easy. Famous last words. <laughs> I mean, come, come on, you went on a stag do yesterday, exactly. and today you've been playing football manager. Exactly, babies sleep a lot. <laughs> and my wife's breastfeeding, so I don't do much, really. I just change some nappies, that's about it. That's the worst part, though, isn't it? Nah, it's all right. I don't have a gag reflex for that stuff, so it's not, not really matter too much to me. Adam, Joe, Tom, how, how have your weeks been? Any any uh, exciting news? It's going to be tough to match Ross's baby, like, but uh... <laughs> I painted a bedroom. <laughs> oh, does does that count? I've got I've got three three swapsies of Hugo Lloris in my sticker book. <laughs> <laughs> match that, Adam. Wow. I feel that I'm falling somewhere in between the being as grown up as Joe, having got a, painted a bedroom, and not quite as grown up as Tom with his sticker book. <laughs> I've just been I, going to work. You got a pension? That's grown up. I have got a pension. In fact, I'm up. Uh, that's one better than. Well, is that better than Joe's? I don't know. What do you think? I got I got a car though, so I think I win. What you've you've done? What seventeen year olds do? <laughs> yeah. When did you pass your test, Tom? Four and a half years ago. <laughs> that was the last time I drove a car. <laughs> Can I just ask, Tom, how much was your insurance for the year? £600. That's not bad, actually. I think it goes down, goes down when you're over 21. Right, OK, yeah, that makes sense. What wheels do you have? <laughs> uh, it's, only a, it's only a Peugeot 206. It would do the job. Only a Peugeot 206. I'd kill for a Peugeot 206. <laughs> You're from the North Peugeot. you got a horse and cart, yeah? yeah. <laughs> That's right, yeah. On the back of the back and bone, man. <laughs> what what, what, what colour is it, though? Silver. Standard. You have to wash that a lot. <laughs> Especially in Gosport. You don't have to wash it. Well, let's move on to the, the football chat, then. Um, before we dive into the uh, Premier League action we should uh, make a comment really on, on the sad news of uh, the passing of Tito Villanova the former Barcelona manager who died aged only 45 uh, on Friday so very I, sad news I, I think when you look back and think that a year ago today 
he was preparing for a Champions League semi-final and was about to guide his team to a record La Liga points total. A year later, we're here. To, yeah, it tells you just how sad that is. Absolutely. So let's move on to the uh, Barker's Premier League action. Uh, we'll, we'll kick off with Saturday's games. Um, I don't know if anybody heard about this match, but there was a, a game at Old Trafford. Uh, Manchester United 4, Norwich 0. Ryan Giggs. Uh, the best suit. manager that's ever been on the world. <laughs> there's been literally nothing about this in any paper today. I didn't even know there was 4 0. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I thought I'm happy that he wasn't in a tracksuit. It had to be a suit, didn't it? The Man United it, blazer. It really suited him, though, didn't it? It looked like he, it looked like he had his dad's jacket on. It's <laughs> on his way to court. Sort of like hung off him a little bit. <laughs> Wouldn't even bother to have a shave. That shows how much he cares. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have actually imagined him in a tracksuit. Really? And, and also, if he put himself on the subs bench. <laughs> so that, you know, he could just say, bollocks to this, if it's going wrong, and just rip it off. And he's got <laughs> his, <laughs> his <laughs> shorts and his shirt on underneath, and he's like, come yeah, on. That would look better if he's got it underneath the suit. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> want that suit, Colin. <laughs> then he can be like Superman. <laughs> I can just imagine Nicky Butt sewing Velcro down the back of his suit in the changing room. <laughs> all, all I'm going to say is this is the first season since since um, he started playing that he hasn't scored a Premier League goal. Mm. How long is it till he starts preparing himself to bring himself on for taking penalties? He's got three games left. <laughs> <laughs> he's starting that final game of the season and he's going to get a Claude McAuley-style penalty, isn't he? It's going to be like the um, like like when they kept letting Peter Schmeichel go up for corners. <laughs> well, Maybe but... the season just goes on. <laughs> like, <laughs> Fergie time. Physically can't stop. It's Giggsy time now. <laughs> well, before we move into the actual action of what happened, of the 4-0 demolition of Norwich, because this is bad news for Norwich, by the way, in my opinion. <laughs> um, just on gigs, I mean, it it was it wasn't new news, was it? We knew it was coming. Um, how do we feel as a team about who Manchester United's long-term successor will be? There's, there seems to be some sort of movement behind gigs, as if he he's a possibility. But for me, that that doesn't um, stand any ground. So. Who do you guys think will be in the hot seat come next season? I don't think Giggs would be a very sensible appointment. Giggs would be the worst thing they could do. Really? I'd, I'd quite like to see it, personally. But not every, not every ex-player is going to be Guardiola, are they? <laughs> like, that's, what, that's the problem that clubs need to get over. Mm. Like, it's not going to get... <laughs> Guardiola is a freak of nature, not the not the norm. There, but I just think that what Manchester United need is a, a strong personality and someone who is a winner. And I'm not just talking about obviously we talk about one of the most decorated players in history. I don't mean in that sense. I mean a managerial winner, someone who who can demand the authority of the players. Mm. I think he's fortunate in a way that. Uh... 
His first game is at Old Trafford. His next two games are going to be at Old Trafford against Sunderland and Hull as well. So he's going to have this sort of support behind him from the Manchester United fans. So I think that's going to help him. And it was Norwich. <laughs> and it was Norwich. Wouldn't ask for an easier game, could he? I'm going to uh, I'm going to go for Louis Van Hall. One, so that when he's appointed, I can say I was right. <laughs> and two, because I want to see him come in and tell Giggs, Skulls, Butt and Neville to fuck off. <laughs> You're all banned. <laughs> Get Just out. to absolutely rip them apart, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Everyone at the minute is saying, oh, well, Van Hall come in and there'll be these four of the 92 behind him and and, and they can take over when he goes. No. <laughs> I, I want I want them to go. I want them to I want them to come in, rip them out and bring in loads of people no one's ever heard of. <laughs> that'd be the best case scenario. When you say loads we- of people no one's ever heard of, what is it? As in people that people have heard of, or just English people haven't heard of, or just literally he's just gone rogue. <laughs> just some randoms. <laughs> well, I, I quite like... He's had an absolute people. Vincent Tan. <laughs> <laughs> just gets his mate involved. Yeah, his kid's best friend. <laughs> I just, I just, the day I just... he turns up, there's a builder doing something to the, the, to the stand. He gets a gig. Them, them Sikh fellas that used to high-five Fergie, they'll be on the bench travelling sat next to it. <laughs> Well, I, look, it, it does seem, if you look, listen to the book, it is Louis van Gaal's job. You know, it's, it's a Colin certainty. Colin never trusts but, the bookies no. when it comes to, I, to managerial market. Colin's manager Colin. market theory. <laughs> I certainly do not. There is um, a book on this, or at least a pamphlet. I, I think it's not going to be Louis van Gaal. I think it's going to be Carlo Ancelotti. I think he ticks all the boxes. I think he's a nice guy. I think he knows football. I think he would. He'd win you a lot of money at the minute. He's thirty-three to one. He's he thirty-three a, looks, to one, is he? Mm. He looks a lot cuddlier than um, Van, <laughs> Van Garbers, doesn't he? And then he he's, third, he's third favourite, though. You've got Van Gaal and Giggs, the, the clear first and second favourite. But then there's no one else that's under thirty-three to one. And there's some good names there. Some like big, big manager names from around Europe. Some young mm. managers. What's Simeone well going to have to? Simeone's forty to one. Same as Laurent Blanc, uh, Conte is 33 is to 1. Is Tony Pulis still 60 to 1? 66. 66. <laughs> same, as, same as Frank De Burr, who's another good shout. 66 to 1, maybe. Yeah. Is uh, Steve Bruce on the list? Of course he is. <laughs> He's on all of these lists. Steve McLaren's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, the only one, the only one who's managed to do so badly that he hasn't managed to get himself on the list from what I can see is Moulinstein. Um, I saw him earlier. One hundred and fifty to one. Oh, he's on there now. <laughs> Same odds as Big Sam. More of a chance than Roy Keane. <laughs> well, if Roy, it... see, Roy Keane would be brilliant <laughs> in a ridiculous kind of way. That's a kick in the teeth for Tim Sherwood. Five hundred to one. Same price as Terry Connor, the <laughs> <laughs> assistant manager. Am I the only one who thought there was Lenny something? Henry. There was something a bit Tim, a bit Tim Sherwood about Ryan Giggs in this game, though. It was sort of like, right, we're going to get wide players on, we're going to play for tempo. It's going to be all about the Man United way. Every cliche, weren't there? Every cliche. We're going to get it wide. We're going to play with pace. Just, well, one... like, just like we did when I was a lad. <laughs> well, one name you didn't mention, which was mentioned on 606 podcast this weekend. You know it's gold. Uh, anybody interested in putting a bet on... Harry Redknapp? <laughs> he probably is. <laughs> That's probably uh, I'd, have, 
I had to have a giggle when I heard that one. Brendan Rodgers. Um, Why would he leave? <laughs> He's just about to win the title. Why yeah. would he leave? <laughs> what What will happen with the betting? And this goes back to my believed manipulation of the betting stats. Is that at some point, probably this week, there will be one or two names that go shorter. So from the thirty-three to ones, they drop to like ten to one. Mm. Just so the bookies can then get interest in them, people start putting money on. Because at the moment, no one's the bookies aren't making any money on Louis Van Gaal. You know what I mean? Mm. What is he six to one on? So there'll be just some names thrown in there to to disrupt it a little bit. This is your theory, isn't it? This is your big uh, conspiracy theory behind the, yeah. the manager markets. Does make sense because you are normally pretty good, pretty accurate with it as well. I never go for the favourite. I never, ever go for the favourite. I'd like to see Simeone. Yeah, well, I, d- I haven't heard anything talking linking Simeone with it, though. Mm. But I wonder if that's because he's got more important things on his hands right now. Yeah, he's a little tied up, isn't he? I mean, Klopp, Klopp's denied it, hasn't he? But then he's still employed. The only thing about Simeone that I don't really like is the his insistence of wearing a black suit and a black tie <laughs> and a black shirt. <laughs> I mean, no one has ever looked more like they're part of the cartel than, <laughs> than Simeone. He's got his image drop. I have to dress like that for work. <laughs> I bet you don't look like a Mexican drug lord, though. <laughs> well. As you're driving to work in your Peugeot 206. <laughs> <laughs> well, well let's, let's jump into the action, then. Uh, it was 4-0 to Manchester United. Uh Two goals for Wayne Rooney uh, and two goals for Juan Mata. Norwich are fucking it, awful, aren't they? I, I, I hate, I hate, I hate to say this, bit but sorry for Norwich, don't you? We, we know, we've always known they've had this terrible run, and this happened. They have to, they then go. We've got to play Man United, and they've just got a new manager. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Norwich have got a new manager. Pretty much same situation. Didn't really work, did it? Well, I'm sure you're aware of my feelings on this. They, uh, they, I really want them to stay up for keeping Chris Hewitt, obviously. And then, as I said, <laughs> that they got the sack. So, uh, so, so for me now, like I said, they deserve everything they get. I yep. hope yeah, I completely I hope agree get, with that. Yep. I hope they get a points deduction. I hope they go to administration. Uh, my only question is regarding um, you, t- yeah, <laughs> Colin and Ross. Well, Colin's not going to have a clue about this, Ross, but you know, like how in. Um, you know, like how in Spain, where ba- they have Barca B and like Real Madrid Castilla in there playing in the, <laughs> in the Segunda. Yeah. And you know, like when they can't get promoted. Are we going to get relegated, do you say? That's what I'm going to ask, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we won't get moved down a league, Colin, because we can't be in the same club as our, um, our parent team. <laughs> <laughs> Says I'm right. Buying three League One central midfielders. Can't have a League One midfield and defence in the Premier League and expect to stay in there very long. Yeah, but they've got Robert Snodgrass. Yeah, he's the only one that's going to stay in that division after, I think. Maybe Housen. Norwich are already down for me. Mm. I, I said, I said a couple well. of weeks ago that they wouldn't get another point and it was up to other teams. So if they got a leapfrog, that'd be it. And now Sunderland are above them with a much better goal difference. Playing well as well. Norwich picking up a single point. Could they not? Could they not win at Arsenal on the last day of the season? Uh, Arsenal no. could have every, Arsenal could have everything they want, and be looking at an FA Cup final. 
Yeah, but that, that last game is going to be the Bentner show, isn't it? He's going to, last game for Arsenal. Hat-trick. The guy out in his base of glory. If, if Norwich played like they did in the second half against Liverpool, mm. was it? Then they've got a chance of picking something up, I think. But so they didn't saying, show if they that. If they go 2 to... 0 down against Arsenal, <laughs> they might be able to, cut, to get something. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, Norwich are now in 18th place, aren't they? Yeah. Um, level with Sunderland, but Sunderland have a game in hand. And, and believe it or not, quite a much better goal difference. Um, it's looking bad for Norwich. You know, we did, we did touch on Chris Hewton, to be honest. If I, I would have sacked Chris Hewton a lot earlier. I think that was Norwich's problem. Yeah. What's the we should have got Chris. Sack him now. Just stick with it or just sack him in January when you know the season's almost lost. Give someone a bit more time to turn it around. I were, uh, I were talking to someone at the uh, Stoke match yesterday. I don't know his name or who he was. Never seen him before. Um, but is you, is that, That's normally one of the things I ask someone, Joe, when I meet them. <laughs> it's going to be one of Van Hal's assistants. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he said that uh, he'd worked out all the fixtures that were left in, in the bottom four or five teams who they were playing and where they get points and everything. Right. And, and he made a strong, strong case for Norwich finishing bottom of the league. This guy's presumably a millionaire, then, if you can predict the future like that. <laughs> well, to be fair, all, I, I've all got to agree with him. <laughs> all his predictions seemed quite accurate at the time. Well, they're, what, two points off the bottom now? Yeah, I can Cardiff, yeah. Cardiff have got to play Newcastle. Could, yeah, that's three you points. Could get, you could get 33-1 to one at the beginning of the season on Norwich to finish bottom. Wow. Well, if we can swap Fulham and Villa, that's my perfect three relegation. I would love that. Can that happen? It, it can happen. Well, <laughs> well, saying that, let's move on to the Villa game. Uh, Swansea 4, Villa 1. Amazing. We had a discussion on the previous podcast about is he good, is he bad? <laughs> Wilfried Boney, um, he, he got the opener. Uh, Agbon Lahore got the equaliser for Villa. But but then it was straightforward. There was a cracking goal by John Joe Shelby. Yes. Um, and then, That's better than Rooney's, by the way. Yeah. Yes. I'd agree. And Hernandez and uh, Boney again chipping in with a penalty. But to be fair, also, Wayne Rooney doesn't, as far as I'm aware, Wayne Rooney doesn't have any magical powers, whereas Lord Voldemort <laughs> is the most powerful <laughs> wizard that there ever was. So. Did, you, uh, did you hear him being interviewed after the game, John Joe Shelby? No. That was boring, oh, wasn't it? <laughs> that was ridiculous. It were absolutely ridiculous. The guy can't string three words together. He, he just looked into the camera like, yeah, shot. <laughs> it would just, oh, went over, <laughs> but it went in. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Thanks for that, John. Joe. <laughs> well, we touched with you, Ross, on on Villa mm. and, and whether they're in trouble. I, I can't see where they're going to get a point from now on. Um, their, their heads seem to have dropped. What games they got left? Well, they're on thirty-five points as it stands. That's three above the drop. If you regard Norwich as a drop. Aston Villa have their next game's massive home to Hull home to Hull then they go away to Manchester City and their final game is away to Tottenham at White Hart Lane <laughs> I can yeah, easily see three losses there could Tottenham not be trying to avoid Europa League football though <laughs> <laughs> yeah very possibly actually hmm I still think with two. I said, it, I said it last week though. Villa, they're such a nothing team. Yeah, they've done nothing for 
so many years now. They maybe they need to be relegated for something to happen to them, for them to get a kick up the arse and start producing the young talent that they did a few years ago. Mm. I disagree. I've, I've said a long time on this podcast that Villa are just the most boring team in the Premier League for me. Have you seen West Ham? <laughs> West Ham have got Andy Carroll. I'm never going to drag them off. I think for me, Villa's problems have been more off the field than on the field. I think I think they've been financially in disarray. I think this is the the report big losses, and and I think this is the season where they sort of bottom out a little bit and things get a little bit healthier. But we know there's rumours of Randy Lerner looking to, to sell the club on potentially, um, and I, I don't think he's really got the fight in him or the willingness to to blow cash around. To, to invest what he'd need to to push him up the league to like, the top six yeah. that would require a massive cash injection and I, I don't think it's what Randy Lerner's got or, or would want to spend <clears throat> no he's um, well his, his American football franchise um, that he owns they are renowned for not spending much money as well so it seems odd that he'd want to own a, a Premier League club as well which one does he own, Ross? Uh, the Cleveland Browns. Oh, right. Historically, one of the worst teams for the last 10, 15 years since he's been there. Well, it's that bad the name, the terrible sitcom after it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to uh, another game that featured a team struggling at the bottom of the table. That was West Brom, uh, who managed to beat West Ham 1-0, uh, courtesy, courtesy of a Berahino goal. That was a valuable three points for West Brom. That leaves him on 36. Uh, four points away from Norwich in 18th now. West Ham are on 37, one point ahead. I, I think they're going to be okay. According to the bookies, that one that that one point is worth is is worth 28 to one in in odds. <laughs> West West Ham 50 to one to go down. West Brom twenty two to one. Jesus Christ! There was quite a vocal uh, uh, section of the West Ham fans wanting um, Allardyce sacked. Ah, uh, bore off! I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, is relegated? Is a Premier League survival boring? Is it? After coming up a couple of years back. I wanted to go back with his comment of asking them how well the West Ham way was going for them before he got there. <laughs> 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 it's quite, this is quite a boring game for Pepe Mel though isn't it a 1-0 win but... they still tried to fuck it up though didn't they <laughs> <laughs> how many chances do they have Berahino is such an oaf in front of goal and he's <laughs> tripping over all over the place I, I heard just on your point Adam I heard one fan say that okay he says he appreciates that you know when Sam Allardyce made those comments said oh we played the West Ham way and lost he says now we're playing the Sam Allardyce way which is worse and we still lose. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Are they are they not in a completely different division to the one they were before the West Ham way was being? <laughs> the West Ham way got them relegated. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. There's a lot a lot of disquiet from West Ham fans. Though, I think at the moment about Big Sam, but hey, you're absolutely right. If he keeps him in the put Premier it, League, then job. Put done. it this way. Put it this way, Colin. He gets fired. Okay, and. Um, the next day he's appointed Leeds manager. Disappointed? No. So, sorry, you appointed as Leeds manager? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what happens. Are you disappointed? Bitterly. 
I'd go down there kicking off. Like, what are you doing? Getting him in. Well, you don't want to get promoted. Colin hates promotion. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not that. But no, I, I wouldn't want him at my club. No, he'll settle for Brian McDermott instead. Yeah. <laughs> hey, why not? Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to our next game then. Um, Stoke nil, Tottenham one. Uh, Danny Rose got the winner for Tottenham. And Joe, you were working at this game, I believe. I certainly was. What What were your thoughts of uh, what was on display there? Um, for a large chunk of the first half, it was very much well. It seemed very much like an end of season game. Mm. Uh, not much happening. Um, Rose, Rose, the well was a show of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Really, from Danny Rose. He, uh, he scored that header, which I thought were, were fantastic as he as he got up at the back post. Um, and then Shawcross fouled him to get his second yellow card and get sent off. And then Danny Rose, after a tangle with uh, Jeff Cameron, the Stoke right back, decided to sprint 20 yards and push him in the chest. Now, this is not something I'd normally, I'd, I'd normally tell people to do, especially as Jeff Cameron is about three foot taller than him <laughs> and he has a massive beard. But uh, he, he was in the right, I thought. Well, not obviously not in the right to push him, but in the right to, to lose his temper, shall we say, because... He knew what he was doing, didn't he, Cameron? Yeah, he was Cameron trying to get what, Cameron, reaction. Yeah. yeah, he did, yeah. He was trying to even it up, weren't he? Thinking the referee will, uh, referee will maybe uh, flash a card at Tottenham players a little bit easier because he'd sent a Stoke player off. Um, but I think uh, I think da- Danny Rose had, had, a, had not a right to, but had... Uh, there were reason for it because he had been getting quite a few kicks throughout the rest of the game. Um, I think he felt a little bit targeted, and if Stoke did target him, then maybe maybe their their tactic was working. Um, I thought it was interesting that Sherwood took him off shortly after this and uh, sent him straight down the tunnel to the changing rooms. Didn't let him sit on the bench, <laughs> um, which he said afterwards in the press conference was because uh, he had his heart in his mouth and he. Uh, and it, it, it was protecting his players and defusing the situation, uh, which which were pretty obvious thing to do, really. You know what I mean? He's not going to win any medals for that. Already I mean, jumped. is that is that Tim Sherwood trying to apply for a role at the UN? After <laughs> <laughs> got got fingers in many pies, like yeah. most people from Romford. <laughs> <laughs> was it a good game though? After the well, it sounded like uh, yeah. It livened up a little bit. I mean, there were there were a few more chances in second half, and kind of the man sent off maybe opened it up a little bit. Uh, Arnautovic had a couple of good chances late on and scuffed them both straight into uh, Larissa's hands. Uh, but I mean, I mean, what have Stoke got to play for? What you did you think? Mean? What did you think about Adebayor's elbow on Shawcross, Joe? Because a lot was made of it on on my Twitter feed, but match of the day didn't seem that bothered by it. Yeah, I mean... They didn't seem to have a good angle, did they? They had no. one angle and it was quite far away. Yeah, I mean, at the time, I didn't <clears throat> I didn't see it happen, but a few people around me did, and, and it did whip up a bit of a, a bit of a fuss. Um, I mean, I think if the referee had seen what would have happened, I think I think it had to be a sending off. I think it was blatant and, and, and violent conduct, which is a red card. Do you think he knew what he, he was doing? He gave free kick, didn't he? he oh, he definitely. He gave free kick against Adebayor, so it must have yes, been... But he, 
I don't think he saw the full in, the full the full thing that happened because he because he weren't looking at them at the time. I think he just saw a little bit of a scuffle and then one player fell fell on the floor and and he gave a free kick for it. Just I don't think off the ball thing. It, yeah, I don't think he actually saw the 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 arm come across and and wallop him in the face until he got until he got sent off as well. Shawcross was possibly the only outfield player who played every minute of the le- of That's the right, yeah. Premier League and, so far. Yeah. Is it right that's? Uh, in fact, I might have just made this up. Uh, <laughs> Say it anyway, I, who cares? I heard over the weekend that a team got a red card that was the first t- first red card of the season, and then I just automatically put that to Stoke. But I'm thinking I'm wrong now. I think that's Cardiff today. Well, that Cardiff today. Although that seems very wrong with the team with Gary Modell in it, but I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fulham two, Hull two. Fulham two nil up. Threw it away. If I was Felix um, I'd be going to have a. I'd have gone and had a little cry in a dark room after this game <laughs> on my own. I'd have snapped my cardboard glasses. <laughs> the tears would have just melted. They'd have just gone all soggy. Well, it leaves them in a perilous position. Um, Thirty-one points, nineteenth place. They're doing the right thing. They're showing fight, but they could have really done with the three points here. Mm. You see, these are the opposite to uh, to Norwich for me. Like they had three managing a season, I wanted them to go down. <laughs> uh, but now I'm watching them, I kind of they're tugging on my heartstrings a little bit. It's sort of like <clears throat> they're sort of like that team who, who I believe would give the, everything. I believe the times the, the the terms third times the charm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I just, I just, yeah, I think I think I think I want them to stay up now. I want them to stay up just so I can be right about something this season. <laughs> I've said for the last for the last few months now that I firmly believe they'll stay up, and they kept letting me down. But now they're going on a little run, and we're getting closer and closer. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Two games to go. Could be over soon, Tom. <laughs> well, let's move on to the final game of uh, Saturday's action, which was Southampton two, Everton nil. Two on goals. Um, Move on. <laughs> Next game. Everton, you know, really trying to mess up, uh, trying to get that fourth spot. Uh, what, no, what no, went not on try here? it, done it, messed it up. <laughs> right, right, okay. Um, what what happened here then, Adam? Southampton should have been on the beach. Um, they don't care anymore. The, the The problem came from the fact that we had a centre half pairing that's probably, or well, almost definitely, never played together before. Uh, Alcaraz has only played four games for Everton this season, uh, so he's he isn't going to have played with John with John Stones, and um, who's a a very inexperienced centre half, albeit albeit I think one who could potentially be brilliant. But at this stage in his career, he needs to be playing alongside still someone like like Distan, mm. and with him missing, it was yeah. Is it a first minute on goal from Alcaraz? Yeah, fifty two seconds, I believe. Wow. Both of the other are really good finishes. <laughs> another, fun, another fun little stat for you as well. Um, we beca- we've now scored the most Premier League goals in Premier in the in Premier League history. Forty nine. How many was Richard Dunn responsible for? <laughs> Forty seven. <laughs> well, that's what annoyed me. I thought surely Richard Dunn's not played for us. We shouldn't be that doing that bad. But forty nine apparently. Jesus Christ. Run that stat by me again, Adam. Well. Everton have scored more own goals in the Premier League than any other team. Own goals, right. Wow. 
This is just another one of those, another one of those those byproducts of never being relegated, though, Colin. So, you think of the classic own goal scorers like Frank Sinclair and Phil Babb, that lot. <laughs> None of them play for you. Exactly. <laughs> You've been sharing them around over these years, though. Getting getting away with it on the sly. <laughs> well. But no, we were poor. That's one record Moyes hasn't broken this season. <laughs> oh, well, he's, he's partly responsible though, isn't he? I suppose ten years of that. Exactly. <laughs> I'm giving exactly. him that one as well. What was your opinion on the penalty slash dive incident? Penalty. <laughs> uh, for the, it's weird. The first first few times I watched it, I thought that's a dive because he was going down before he caught him. But you can clearly see. It's he's just, just a penalty, isn't it? Yeah. It's just a penalty. I mean. I mean, and the ref's I'm, in a perfect position. I know. He gives it so quickly as well. Michael Oliver, the referee. Yeah. Also also a bit of an unfortunate offside, offside decision, but before that, but we, didn't, we wouldn't have deserved it. Is he going to be Europa <laughs> League football, do you think, then, next season? I really hope not. Oh, no one wants that, do they? Tottenham can still overtake you. If that's any consolation. <laughs> well, we have to see what the the Pardew factors like t- tomorrow night, and whether that makes a difference. If not, then we, we'll probably lose to to Man City, and um, then yeah, then fifths all to play for. I wonder if there's a, a bookies that accept. Everton and Tottenham both losing both their last three games, trying to get out of that position. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Sunday's action. The key game, obviously, was Liverpool versus Chelsea. Chelsea won 2 0. Goals for Denver Barr and Willian. So, what was this then? Was this a, a Jose masterclass? Or was it parking the bus? Um, at one point, I think uh, Brendan Rodgers said that. Chelsea were playing with six at the back. Uh, what do we think about this result and, and what impact does it have on Liverpool and Chelsea's uh, hopes for winning the title? It was hilarious for a start, especially after Gerard's speech in the huddle about not slipping and then slipping <laughs> like that. I, I, w- I want to know how much did... Um, you know when Nicholas Bentner pulled his shorts down, <laughs> the trousers on, and he got fined? Yeah. How, how, how anyone know how much he got fined off the top of their head? It was like eighty thousand, wasn't it? Well, surely that the same's got to go for Gerard then, because all I was thinking about was, have you had an accident at work or a slip or, slip or fall recently? <laughs> 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 no one put the wet floor sign out. <laughs> Awful. And the look on his face when he was busting the gut to try and get back and chase Denver Bar as well. It was a good finish though, I thought. Come what on. I think is even more shocking is when you see him, that when he sort of moves his face, he's got so many lines in it. He is so old. Mm. Is he older than Lampard? No. Because Lampard still looks pretty decent. I mean... Like Murray. I mean, I mean Lampard's <laughs> always been a good-looking chap compared to Steven Gerrard, hasn't he? Let's be honest. Lampard uses all the products. <laughs> <laughs> in that there, London. Chelsea, Chelsea just had the perfect game plan, didn't they? They just sat back. Liverpool couldn't really break them down too much and two girls on the counter. It's just... Brendan Rodgers is completely outcoached. Mm. He's realised that he's still the Padawan, not quite the Jedi yet. <laughs> As his old master just gave him 
one final beating. Yeah. I thought it was a bit um, a bit harsh on Torres Williams could have knocked a ball back for him and he could have got down on his knees and nodded over the line like proper schoolboy football for that second one. That really pissed I mean, off well, the scouts. Would he have got out of there alive? <laughs> I don't know. But it's a brilliant way to go though, isn't it? I wouldn't trust Torres with a chance on the ground. <laughs> no way. He's the only guy I know who, who still managed to head it over the bar. <laughs> Not, he would have been so focused for this one though, Joe. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool just looked quite blunt in attack, really. It wasn't really happening for... Sterling was getting around his man, but the balls weren't ever finding anyone. Suarez looked a bit isolated. I've... I've said it before and I thought it for a while but sometimes I think in these games that while they've been good especially in this 11 game run Liverpool have been very lucky Mm. just with with every every little bit of luck seems to have gone their way the bounce of the ball sorry I didn't you support (laughs) (laughs) no no I stand I, I, I completely accept how that sounds. This statement has a uh, think, Everton asterisk above it. <laughs> I, genu- I genuinely think that they, they've just been been quite lucky, and I think I'm, I'm not willing to say that they haven't been very good and they don't don't deserve where the, where they are. But I think that as with anything in football, sometimes the, the bounce of the ball goes your way, the referee decisions go that go your way. Like I said in the Man City game. That, that, they didn't just have the luck of the bounce of the ball and the referees. They also had Yaya Torre going off injured after 15 minutes. Mm. Just every every break was going their way. And I think that that just it's just turned dramatically on them in this game. Mm. For me, one of the most interesting parts from this game is, is uh, it's always Jose. And, uh, and his post-match interview with Sky, he was asked about his... more lies? Well, he, he, he was asked about his tactics... And he went, oh, tactics. He says, if you want to know about tactics, you speak to Jamie Redknapp. He knows all about tactics. He's got a great football brain. I was like... Oh, don't have a go at Jamie. Why not? Just because Jamie's, Jamie's willing to put in the effort and wear the suits and you're, he's not, not bothered anymore. <laughs> is, this all because Jamie, is this all because Jamie had a dig at him last week, do you reckon? Probably. When Jamie Red, the time Jamie Redknapp spoke the most sense he's ever spoken. <laughs> And now he's getting abuse from Jose. That would mean Jose was a vindictive man, though, Adam. We know that. It's not true. Oh. <laughs> he's, just, one... he's just full of humanitarian <laughs> efforts, Jose. <laughs> one thing that Jose did say is that uh, he feels that Chelsea are out of the running. Oh, that's between. That Has between... he been saying that for about <laughs> nine months? Well, he said it again. Um, he. He says it's between Liverpool and Manchester City. So, to return you back to one of my original questions, what does this mean for Liverpool, Chelsea and City? Who, who's in the driving seat now? Chelsea are in the league and it'll be the smuggest cunt in the world. <laughs> Even more so than he already is. Do you reckon he's, I reckon he's going to have... Um, he's gonna, it's like going to be like, like Brendan Rodgers, this is Liverpool. He's going to have an envelope. <laughs> and inside it, it's going to say who's going to win the title. And it was going <laughs> to... Say Chelsea. See, I was lying all along. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> so who do we think then? Does does anybody think anyone's going to win other than Liverpool? Yes. Yeah, Man City. It's all down to yeah. that City-Everton game, I think. If City can beat Everton, then they'll, they'll just win the rest of their games. Win the league. And if Arsenal if Arsenal win tomorrow, then then the Everton players will be on the beach. Mm. 
The City's to lose at the minute. Liverpool will be broken by this loss, I think. It, it is nice, though, that with, well, depending on two to three games left, that actually it isn't in any any one club's hands. Mm. So I would love City to win it on goal difference again. That would be amazing. Oh, so would I, because it, it would diminish their achievement a little bit. <laughs> It'd yeah. be like, what, can't you, can't you win a title without winning it on just a goal difference? <laughs> Can you score and at the same enough? time, would, I think I said this about four weeks ago, didn't I? Yeah. At the same time, would really fuck Steven Gerrard off. <laughs> it's a win-win. That's the dream. We should reiterate that Adam is an Everton fan. <laughs> just, just for no. anybody listening out there. I think that's pretty clear, Colin. <laughs> did anyone see the? Um, did anyone also see in the build-up where Graham Sooners had his Alan Hansen moment? <laughs> yeah. No, he said, you don't. You, you don't come this far and bottle it. That's what he said about. The, that's what he said about Liverpool. And look where we are now. <sighs> you don't come this far with kids and win nothing and bottle. I, there's something there, something, there's something there. Well, let's touch briefly on on Manchester City, which was the the final game on Sunday. Uh, Manchester City won two nil. No real surprises there. Uh, Edin Dzeko and Yaya Toure getting the goals. Um, Crystal Palace, they're safe, so it's it's not really any threat for them. They're they're safely mid table in eleventh place, forty three points. Anybody have any comments to make on this game? Only really that it shows Man City didn't really come out of second gear, did they? No. no, no. This game. You know what I mean? I think Yoyo Torre did for about 30 seconds in the build-up to his goal. Mm. Uh, but apart from that, I just... I just uh, I, that's why they, I can see them winning the league, because they just... They didn't They didn't need to after they scored so early, did they? No, not really. It just killed it, didn't it? That ball from Torre. Inch perfect. What did... did, you, what did what did people think about Torre's comments? I think it might have even been last week, but we didn't even pick up on them about how he's talking about because he, uh, being under underachieved, not underachieved, um, doesn't get recognised because he's an African player, and uh, if he wasn't an African player, he'd be he'd be regarded as the best midfielder in the world. Big-headed bastard. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'd almost say that getting paid two two hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week is recognition enough. <laughs> Yeah, who's not, who's not giving him enough credit then? He's, he's clearly one of the best midfielders in the Premier League, at least. Yeah. And the, a, a lot of people say that. Who's he been listening to? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> I, I don't know. But I, I, all I'd say to him, if he wants to be considered one of the best midfielder, he did used to play for Barcelona, didn't he? Yeah. He does. He knows these people firsthand. <laughs> he's probably got Iniesta's phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I get the impression once you leave Barcelona, that's it. It's like you died. Sort of like, just wipe, wipe you away from anything in life. Like, team photos, they sort of cut your face out and stick it, <laughs> over, stick it over with your new players. Once someone leaves this family, they no longer exist. Yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. My highlight of this game was Demi Kalis taking his um, hairband out and letting <laughs> his hair flow. Beautiful. He swished it around for a minute, didn't he? He did. Like a horse swatting a fly. <laughs> Is, oh, are we just going to ignore the fact that he's actually been quite good for about six weeks yeah, as well? He was a bit shaky to start with, but yeah, he's been a proper good defender. I'm going to really enjoy him having that Premier League winners medal. <laughs> He'll probably drop it. <laughs> Isn't that Joe Hart's job? Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, let's move on to our final game. And I've kept this one till last because it's one of the tastier ones. 
Sunderland 4, Cardiff 0. Great news for Poye. Bad news for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And hello, Connor Wickham. The guy can't stop scoring. He's a machine. Mm. We're talking. We're talking about the, the people on the podcast getting things right. Take a bow, Ross. <laughs> Thank you very much. Been a lover of Connor Wickham for oh, a long time. Too long. Yeah, since his Ipswich days. He's a good young striker. Greg slammed me in our private chat way back when he signed for Leeds. I said we signed a good young striker. He didn't prove to be that at Leeds, but he's proven it now. I don't think you can measure how good. It- young players by their time at Leeds. No, we, we, it's almost, it's I wonder whether they've got some sort of, like, I don't know, like, like MI5 technology, which is there to, to hide young English talent. Because <laughs> you're looking at Connor Wickham, Ross Barkley. What's going on? Uh, Ross Barkley, we, we know who's to blame for the Ross Barkley debacle at Leeds. What is this at length last season? That was, a Neil, that was Neil Warner. <laughs> for any new listeners. But this, you would think, nails Cardiff's hopes of staying in the Premier League. Never say never, but 4-0 is... is I wouldn't is, say is, that yet. They're bookie, bookies, bookies absolute nailed on favourites to go down. They were dreadful. And I'd say, yeah, they're probably, they probably are down, but <laughs> the way things are going at the bottom, you can't... <laughs> they're playing Newcastle. If they don't <laughs> win that, then they're, they're down, because they've got Chelsea on the last day, but... Mm. You can't write them off. I'm just, well, looking, I'm just looking at the table now, just to just to change tack slightly. How are Newcastle still within a chance of finishing above Southampton? How has that How has that even happened? I don't remember them being that good earlier in the season. No. Southampton have been terrible for the last prior prior to the Everton game. <laughs> They've been poor for the last five games. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just I just never even saw that one coming. I never well, even Southampton sewed up sewed up eighth place in about. October, so they've already had a <laughs> This game was the Phil Dowd show. He made it all about him as much as he could. There were three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight yellow cards and a red. Did Lee Catamore get any of those? Uh, no. So, like you said, he really has changed as a person. Yes, he's growing. There was he's three growing. cards in three minutes in the first half, and he got fouled for two of them. Oh, you definitely, if you told me that, and then my money would have been on the third one being <laughs> a retaliation card. A classic retribution. <laughs> In fact, no, it would have just been a straight red. <laughs> just and I'd be, looking at, I'd be on Twitter looking at gifts of him arriving thigh high at a player. <laughs> just, just search the two words, catamole and lunge, and you'd be uh, seeing a lot of... Cardiff looked like they were self-imploding, though, because they'd already gone down to 10 men, and then Fabio ran up and pushed, I think it was Larson, just... Full on pushed him in the back, pushed him straight over because he won't give him the ball back. And he got a yellow card for it. And then Larson got booked for the same instant. I'm not sure how getting pushed warrants a yellow card, but this is Phil Dowd's rules we're playing with. Playing it's one of those today. crazy referee decisions where it's like, oh, well, no, you both did it. <laughs> like when your mum tells you, well, you're both involved. Yeah, <laughs> one of you started it. I'm going to finish it. <laughs> book you both. Yeah, Cardiff just looked dreadful though. They've got nothing up front. I think they've lost Fraser Campbell to an injury now as well. So they're going to rely on the um, 75-year-old Craig Bellamy for the last couple of games. Isn't the problem, with, the problem with Cardiff is that Fraser Campbell does a lot of good work up front, but then he's not actually up front. <laughs> yeah, he does a lot of build-up play. And I think he's a Norwegian fella. Is he that 
Dele guy they've got. Mm. Doesn't seem to know where the goal is. I don't think he knows where he is. <laughs> he's, in, he's in Cardiff, you know what I mean? I think this is a culture shock for him, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Wilfred Zaha's been an absolute bust. Kenwin Jones. Well, that's a shock, isn't it? <laughs> what is Zaha? Zaha. Long-time fan of Zaha. The most player in the history of world football. <laughs> There you go. You got one as one, one right as well, Tom. Uh, that could be two oh, this season. <laughs> yeah, don't hold your hopes on Fulham. It's only taken us three seasons to start predicting things correctly, but we're getting there. You are listening to Man on the Post podcast. Why not check out our website over at manonthepost.com? You can also follow us on Twitter at Man on the Post, and most importantly, please head over to iTunes to rate and review us. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. All right, then we're going to do betting corner now. Um, no winners last week, apart from Colin, who won a mammoth six pounds, um, which does keep you in the plus figures, though, Colin. So the standings currently, uh, Colin, you're in the lead with plus seventeen. Then I'm second on minus fifty-seven. Then Greg minus sixty-one. Then Adam a nice round to minus two hundred, and Tom minus two fifty. Uh, Tom, what do you got? Well. I've just got to go for all or nothing, really, haven't I? <laughs> I've got more chance of a one-off bet coming in than like a five-game accumulator at 30 to one. So yeah. I've just gone for Diego Godin, or however you say his name, <laughs> uh, to score first against Chelsea in the Champions League at 33 to one. So 340 pounds if he poaches a goal from a corner. He's got a 40-yard screamer. The returns are getting bigger each week as well. You're getting bigger and bigger every time. Well, I have to. I've got more and more desperate. <laughs> Which brings us neatly onto my bet. <laughs> uh, Arsenal to win 3-0 and Lucas Podolski. I don't think that's coming in. <laughs> I didn't get a word of that. <laughs> Arsenal 3 0 and Podolski to score. Uh, any time? 90 minutes. Yeah, any time. What's the return on that one, Alan? Uh, uh, £230. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, Joe, you've done Greg's one, haven't you? I have, yes. Gone big. Massive, actually. Yes. Uh, well, it's not mine to lose, is it? So I don't really care. <laughs> um, That's the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've gone for Arsenal to beat Newcastle, Wigan to beat Birmingham, Charlton and Watford to draw, Sheffield United to beat Oldham, and Chelsea to beat Madrid, and that gets me back £481. Can I, just for clarity, can I ask if the Chelsea to beat Madrid is in 90 minutes? It is. Okay. okay. Um, I have gone for... Um, some Europa League action I think this must be the only reason these two teams are playing each other uh, Juve Juve yeah to beat uh, Benfica and Valencia to beat you're not familiar with the Italian Portuguese League <laughs> <laughs> otherwise known as the Europa League yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Valencia to ever, beat ever since Atletico Madrid dropped out of it anyway <laughs> Uh, yeah, Atletico to beat whoever, uh, not Atletico, Valencia to beat whoever they're playing in the Europa League. And also Juve to beat, um, I can't say the name, is it Susulo? 
that. Oh, I never bet against them. Yeah, no, they've done me before, but they've done me every time I bet against them this season. <laughs> I, are you then? Are um, Valencia not playing? I want to say Seville. I think, Sevilla. I think they are. Yeah, is that Europa League or is that La Liga? No, that is Europa League. Okay. I feel like it's an all Spanish tie. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Valencia are the home team, so I thought stick with them. Uh, so those three games give me a forty-seven pound return. Um, Colin, you're last or first, as the case may be. <laughs> well, um, yeah, just two games for me. Um, from what we've already said in the podcast, especially what Adam's been saying, I feel I may have made a terrible mistake. <laughs> um, I've gone for Everton to beat Manchester City. And I've also gone for Chelsea to beat Norwich. That one's safe. Uh, £10 returns £48.89. Well, that's a big return for you. See, when you put this in the chat, you didn't actually, you just put the games. You didn't say who who you had to win. And I was, I never would have guessed that you'd gone for Everton. (laughs) I just get a feeling it's going to be a bit of a sticky game for, for Manchester City to go to Goodison. And uh, Everton have to go all out now. They have to go all out. Um, they've got to win. No, they don't. It's over, Colin. <laughs> it's never over. It is. Um, it is. When Arsenal don't. When Arsenal beat Newcastle, it's over. Everton are going to do it for their pals at Anfield. They're going <laughs> to. They're going to. They're going to disrupt Man City's title challenge. And yeah, you're going to do it for your friends. Oh, imagine that, Adam. You realise there's going to be a game where. Liverpool fans are going to be wanting Everton to win mm. and Manchester United fans are going to be wanting Man City to win. <laughs> Football's gone wrong. And now we end this edition of Man on the Post podcast. Uh, it's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from Adam. See ya. A goodbye from Joe. Hurrah. A goodbye from Tom. Goodbye. And a goodbye from producer Ross. Goodbye. And always remember... Keep your man on the post. Ross, you sounded like a Dalek when you said that. Did I? <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <coughs> right, gents, we're done. Keep your man on the post. <laughs> Have they ever found out who which Premier League player was? You like the frozen Twix up their ass? <laughs> no, because it's complete bollocks. That was clearly bullshit, wasn't it? Yeah. What a ridiculous story to make up. Who ever thought of that? Who was so desperate for news that they thought, <laughs> oh, uh, frozen Twix up the ass? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you've looked in a dictionary and typed it and just flipped to a page. Oh, frozen. <laughs> Oh, it's uh, why they oh. it's why they added the idea of it having to be frozen. Yeah, to, it seems to... old. Well, it's, the story's got to have some substance to it. Because who would want a Twix up their ass? It's got to be frozen. <laughs> They've melted too quickly, otherwise. Got to have some reasoning behind the ridiculousness. <laughs> Colin, you say you're done, but you haven't actually done the outro of the podcast yet. All right, good point. <laughs> All right, let's do that now then. Yeah.